Hello, everyone. Today's podcast is with Dr. John Zellum and Dr. Sam Tony. They are the principal developers of a medical platform called Utilization Management 360, also known as UM360. Today, they will talk about why it was developed and the benefits it offers. So welcome aboard, Dr. John and Dr. Sam. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Pleasure to be here. So, John, let's start off with you, okay? What is your origin of Utilization Management 360, and what were the factors that made you develop this concept? Well, one of the things that I found out is I started looking at something called clinical revenue cycle, which is a part of revenue cycle management. And it is somewhat as an unknown or unrecognized part of revenue cycle management. And there are five components to clinical revenue cycle. That's utilization review, case management, CDI, physician advisors, and coding. And one of the things that that I found as, as I started taking a look at this is these five modules, these five components tend to operate in silos. And as they operate in silos, there, there is a common denominator against the five of them, and that is clinical documentation, the documentation that's found in the chart. And it, it, it's a cement, if you will, because all five components are looking at the same documentation, but through their own lens. And as I looked at this, I looked at it in a way that we need to find a way to break down these silos, but... Um, as as you actually have told me, you can't leave those silos just broken down. You got to rebuild them. So the whole purpose behind Utilization Management 360 is to rebuild those silos for cross-pollination, standardization, accountability, knowledge sharing, cross-functionality. And so those are the components that are needed in order to make it work well. And it needs to be done in a holistic manner. You know, hol- holism is the whole purpose behind holism is that no one part is more important than any other part, and no important no part is more important than the sum of the whole. And that's the that's the reason for looking at it. Uh, and that's that's the story behind the development of Utilization Management 360 and the targets that we consider to be important. Sam. Yes, uh, John, I certainly would agree with all of that. And to me, certainly interoperability and the uh, connection, if you will, between these various functional areas, especially with critical documentation information, is what makes this, I believe, unique and a game changer. Okay. So, Sam, who and what are the targets that might consider UM360? So this program, this platform was initially designed with uh, hospitals as the primary target, if you will, or primary users of this platform. Um, They certainly have all of these functional areas at work every day in order to uh, mitigate denials, to maximize case mix indices, and certainly uh, to maximize uh, uh, reimbursement. So certainly hospitals. um, But when you look at this across the board, virtually any provider group provider organization could benefit from these. Not all provider groups may utilize all of the models or all of the modules, but uh, they are absolutely relevant uh, to providers who are seeking reimbursement from third parties. 
Having said that, we also believe that payers might even be uh, an important you know, user for this platform on the other, other side of the equation to receive more accurate and efficient and accurate information to receive that information uh, in, in the best uh, time formats, uh, time frames that, that could be possible. Again, these are all uh, elements that improve the connections between payers and providers and maximizes uh, the provider's quality, maximizes the provider's uh, reimbursement, and also uh, certainly assist payers with monitoring quality and pay for performance um, uh, type models. Okay. So, John, what are some of the pain points that might interest a hospital, healthcare institution, or others to consider a change? And really, when is the pain strong enough to uh, cause movement? It's true that these silos exist in, in, in clinical revenue cycle and silos exist in, in just about every business organization. And there is a topic uh, regarding silos in the business world. But these, th what they tend to be is data silos. And they, they tend to occur when a repository of data is only available in certain departments or channels. And as I alluded to before, uh, that each one of these components, each one of these modules is looking at the same documentation, the cement, if you will, of all of it, but through their own lens. And so they tend to look at it in their own way rather than they would look at the entire company as a whole. So there are multiple reasons why this data may become siloed, whether it is due to legacy technology causing disconnects between the departments, bad data entry practices, or company culture, which can play a significant role where these datos are these silos are, are the where the where the data is siloed. There's actually research by Clarity Insight has found that more than half of companies, about 55% operate with data silos in place, meaning that a lack of interconnectivity between systems blocks the slow of that information across the entire business. And poor data management can blur that visibility that a company has on past purchasing behavior, customer preferences, and all of this is integral to building successful customer engagement activities. So I, I have to say that I, I guess you're actually changing your culture of document from uh, um, document silos almost to like a, a document lake that everybody has access to. It. Yeah, and uh, there's a statistic that I once heard from a CEO of a hospital. She said that it, it, it is a culture change. And she said that culture is not taught, it is learned. And sometimes a new culture may actually take six months to learn from a previous culture that you may have been exposed to. So this is truly uh, a, a culture change for many institutions. You really explain the pain points, but I, I have a question. What causes people to really cause them to give movement away from the, uh, those pain points? According to Tony Robbins, the famous motivational speaker has said, when the pain of change is more than the pain of staying the same, people will make the change. Okay, excellent, excellent. So next next question is kind of like for both of you. Okay, so recognizing that these silos do exist. As a solution, how does UM360 utilize a holistic approach and integrate these silos? 
Well, I would first of all say that one of the key answers to that is what I call pre-population. And what I mean by that is, let's say you have a particular staff member at a facility um, who's running the utilization review uh, department and uses this platform to enter the information relative to that particular patient that they are tracking. Uh, that information gets populated into all of the other four modules so that when, let's say, clinical documentation integrity needs to come into play and work on that same case, when they open that case, that individual on the CDI side will not only be able to see the information that's been worked on the UR side, but also have already a pre-populated template, if you will, to work their case from the CDI side. So it's, a po it's, it's the population, if you will, of data elements and the sharing of data between all of these functional areas that in my opinion uh, would be the key to uh, optimal performance, optimal integration. And to add to that, Sam, a big disadvantage is that it's hard for utilization review and the PA to see what CDI is doing in today's world. We see that in some of the, the uh, EMRs that exist out there, such as Cerner and Epic. Uh, and, and leaders have to request specific provisions to see both workflows because the tools are often siloed. And it's because of that that this platform could bring that all together. But let me let me put it into a better visual, too. You know, we talk about holism, and the human body is actually the greatest example of holism, where no one part is more important than any other part, and no one part is more important than the sum of the whole. So when you look at the human body, people may say, well, the brain is the most important, right? Or the, some will say the heart is the most important. Well, the question is, can either one of them function alone? And the answer is absolutely not. There needs to be, it, there's, there's control. And, and I like to think of the human body in, in two parts, which is actually integral for the, to the concept of Utilization Management 360, and that is structure and communication. So as we know with the human body, the structure are all of the organs all put together into one human being, but the communication is the the uh, the nervous system, the electrical system that brings it all together. And that's exactly what Utilization Management 360 is. It provides the structure and it provides the communication. Okay. So Sam, does this platform support behavioral health substance use disorder providers? It does, actually. And in fact, uh, its original configuration, its initial design was frankly based in behavioral health and substance use disorder type cases. And we built upon that to then incorporate and include the more global physical health uh, management uh, operations as well. So absolutely does. Uh, uh, hospitals or providers that may focus specifically on behavioral health and psychiatry or substance use disorders uh, such as detox units or rehabilitative uh, type practices and, and uh, facilities can absolutely utilize this program because we have built in those particular elements to each of the uh, modules to address those that are pretty specific. While there are commonalities between physical health and behavioral health, there are also some very specific differences which uh, are addressed in this platform. So does your company only offer the platform or do you also offer services with staffing to operate and manage these various domains? We actually offer both. Uh, they are not, uh, they, they certainly can, the, the services piece of this is what we would call an 
uh, I guess, an option uh, for uh, licensing or purchasing. Uh, the platform does stand alone from the services that we can provide. So again, I think that this is a, a kind of a unique scenario where we're not just a software uh, vendor, if you will, or, or a platform company, but we actually have uh, the individuals who run these various programs available to either supplement a facility's uh, capabilities or to provide them holistically. Okay, okay. So let's talk about UM360. Can it, can it be hosted locally on a site or how does it get, how does it get um, hosted? You know, our preference actually is to have the end users host this locally. It, it eliminates so many factors that can be problematic uh, in today's world around privacy and security. And uh, while uh, it can be hosted outside uh, of the local environment, uh, again, our preference and, and uh, advice, if you will, advice to providers would be uh, to host this locally. And, and that way, uh, one can feel, especially the folks around uh, IT, IT protection and security and privacy can have a much higher level of comfort that this data and information will remain only within the facility's domain. Okay, excellent. So what's your pricing model for UM360? We envision a model that basically is a licensing fee for each module individually or collectively as a whole. Uh, we have developed uh, initial pricing models, which we believe to be very, very competitive, especially launching such a platform that is, again, so unique and um, I think game-changing, if you will. So uh, these are what we determine to be very competitive and uh, easy to um, initiate types of uh, payment arrangements and fees in order to make this very easy for providers and facilities to begin to utilize the service. So in closing, okay, what's the final thoughts for your audience? What, what, what's the points you really want to get to them about? Well, I would say in summary that UM360 has been designed by, quote, in the trenches, end of quote, subject matter experts who have lived and experienced the challenges of the clinical revenue cycle arena as it exists today. And through this innovative and unique product, UM360 becomes what we are calling a silo integrator. And John, to add to that, I think it's very important to note, as you said, that this has been designed for those people who have been in the trenches, not only on the provider side, but also on the payer side, so that we are understanding and can communicate exactly what payers are looking for and how providers document and how that communication can be made, made much more efficient and accurate between providers and payers so that we end up with the most optimal outcomes. Okay. Well, I really thank you both for joining us to explain, you know, what everything is about Utilization Management 360 and the benefits for people to get it. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim.